It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Strong themes and coarse language may apply. Comedy Forecast is the official podcast of the planet Uranus. The planet Uranus. It just orbits our sun, minding its own business, not seeming to mind all of your infantile jokes and puns about its name. But it has a long memory. And nothing to do but plan its revenge. The planet Uranus. The Comedy Forecast Network. Let's dog-ear this for now. This is Comedy Forecast, episode 658. Heartstoppers. The Clueless Shadow. Comedy Forecast is powered by its patrons. For as little as a dollar, you can support the show and get episodes before they're released to everyone else. Just search on Patreon for Comedy Forecast, all one word with the number four. Thank you. The name's Hart, Detective Hart. Two A's, two T's, spell it right, say it right. I was on my way into the home of one Lydia and Oliver Marks Monson. Although I guess that actually makes it the home of two. But that's not the point. The point is, it wasn't a social visit. This concerned a murder. <gasps> really? Oh, that's right, and for some reason I had agreed to allow Danny Hillcrest... Hi! Danny Hillcrest here! ...to shadow me for a night, to get a feel for what it's like to be a private eye. It's my New Year's resolution goal, to try newly things that are new! This is a case I think I'm going to call the Clueless Shadow. Now listen up, Hillcrest. When you walk into this house... You're going to be entering a pretty gruesome scene. Why? Oh, do they have paisley wallpaper and a plaid ceiling, too? I keep telling you, the office was already decorated that way when I rented it. The building owner won't let me uh, pay attention. There's been a murder. Lydia Marks Monson is dead. Oh, that sounds serious. When I entered the house... Officer Burroughs was on the phone to headquarters, and Oliver Marks Monson was crying like a cat whose wife had just been shot. He was being comforted by a woman I didn't recognize. Oh, and there was a dead body, too. That's pretty important to mention, isn't it? Yeah, get back to me with that info as soon as possible, all right? Oh, and get someone from the coroner's office down here. This body isn't getting any fresher. See that sensitivity training is finally paying off, Burroughs. Wow, as I live and breathe, it's the famous Detective Hart. You know that's Hart. Two A's, two T's. Spell it Look, right. I'm a bit busy right now, Hart. What with a murder and all? How do you know it's a murder, Mr. Policeman? Hey, sorry, Sonny. No one under 16 admitted to this crime scene, all right? I love it. What happened, Burroughs? You know what? You're the detective. 
You figure it out. What now, Detective Hart? Are you going to hotly grill the suspects? Do you have a favorite recipe? What wine do they pair with? Look, kid, are you sure you don't want to shadow Officer Burroughs instead? No way! You're the one with the hugely big reputation in Middling Fair. I'm sure. And by watching you, I can explain to people that it's just not true. I'm going this way, Hillcrest. Why don't you go over there and count the number of leaves on that ficus tree? Will that help? Oh, yeah. It'll help me. A lot. Okay. One, two, three... I decided to speak with the distraught husband first. There, there, Oliver. It's all right. Things like this happen all the time. Well, that may be the case in the big city, Miss, uh, Miss... Emmy Ash. Oh, pleased to meet you. I'll be over there if you need me, Oliver. Mr. Marks Monson? Yes, that's right. Uh, what can I do for you? Confess! What? Uh, I didn't do anything. Oh, you're good. So why don't you just tell me what happened? As I already explained to the officer, I came home with Emmy, uh, Miss Ash, and we found Lydia... D- 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 we found Lydia... D- 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 Dead as a doornail? Yes! Pull yourself together, man. I mean, what'll your wife think? For some reason, Oliver Marks Monson didn't feel like talking anymore. So I decided to turn my attention to the other woman in the room. The one that could still talk, that is. Miss Emma Ash. But much to my dismay, she was already speaking with Danny. And who made King Kong king anyway? I seem to thoughtfully remember that Prince Charlie the Much Elder was next in line. You are a very strange imp, aren't you? Excuse me, Miss Ash. May I speak with my shadow for a minute? Please do. Hillcrest, what are you doing? I thought I told you to stay out of the way. I was. But Miss Ash was also in the similarly same place as the ficus. Will you stay here while I talk to her? Are we clear? No, I can't see through either of us. Just stay put. I wanted to ask Miss Ash a few questions. How's that? Sorry, force of habit. Now, Mr. Marks Monson over there says that you and he came into the house and found the dead body. Yes. That's true. It's such a tragedy. Hold on. Why were you two coming home together? Were you having an affair? And if so, is that a done deal? If not, here's my card. Oh, thank you. I'm a friend of theirs from Pleasant View. They moved to Midling Fair when they got married a few years ago. I haven't had a chance to visit them since, but they arranged for me to come and spend the weekend. It was going to be a grand time. First, an exciting visit to the Midling Fair Bingo Parlor and Fish Hatchery. Then we were going to dash over to the Midling Fair... As she rattled off her itinerary, 
I suddenly remembered where I'd heard the name Lydia Marks Monson before. She was the head of the Middling Fair Tourism Bureau. Not an easy task in this one-horse town. Anyway, my train arrived late. I called Oliver at his office. He came and picked me up. We arrived here and found... Oh, if only we had arrived here sooner. We might have been able to prevent this catastrophe. Maybe not. They probably bought that black velvet painting of Pat Sajak quite a while ago. Detective H-A-A-R-T-E, come here. Excuse me, I have to go explain the phrase, stay out of the way to someone. What is it, Hillcrest? I'm in the middle of a private investigation of a public investigation. Look, there's something on the carpet. Now is not the time to comment on the far too many coffee stains and food crumbs on this sad, sad excuse for a floor covering. I know, but I mean this. Hillcrest pointed to something we had all missed. There, in Lydia's cold, dead hands, well, at least one of them, was a red crayon. What? What? Oh, Lydia, sweet, sweet Lydia. She always carried a box of crayons with her. She lived in constant fear of being handed a coloring book and not being prepared. Haven't we all been there? Hold on. There's something else. There, by the crayon, she managed to write something before she died. How did I miss that? What does it say, Hart? D... O. C. Mr. Marks Monson, do you know anyone with the initials D. O. C.? Someone who might have a reason to kill your wife? No, officer. Those initials don't mean anything to me. What if they're not initials? What if she was trying to simply spell Doc? Quick! Someone arrest Bugs Bunny! Don't be ridiculous, Hillcrest. Bugs is the one who asks, what's up, Doc? Clearly it's not him. Oh, um... Yes, Miss Ash? It's just that Oliver isn't... isn't that your nickname? What? Oh, really? Well, yes, I I was, but but no one here in Middling Fair calls me that. Uh, I haven't been called Doc in ages, and Lydia hated it. She never would have called me that. That'll be for me. Everyone, stay right here. I know who did it. Is that right? Sure. It's obviously apparent that Officer Burroughs did it. I mean, he's the only one here who knows how to use a rotary phone. The same identical type of phone that was found right next to the body. Hillcrest. Just like my doctor's office scale, you're way off. It's perfectly clear what happened here. Oliver did it. What? You can drop the act now, Oliver. I know it was all part of your elaborate plan. See, you knew that when Lydia pulled the red crayon out of the big 64-color box, a shaving from the all-too-convenient built-in sharpener would fly through the air landing on the cat, who would immediately panic and run to the other side of the room, knocking your bowling trophy off its stand, causing it to strike that cabinet where you happen to store your extensive collection of limited-edition USB cables. One of the cables came out of the All right, Miss Ash, you're coming with me. 
Nice try, Burroughs, but take a place in line. She already has my card. What? She's under arrest for the murder of Lydia Marks Monson. What what do you mean, officer? That was headquarters calling. It seems the train wasn't late getting in this evening. It arrived right on time. Hey, first time for everything. That gave Miss Ash here plenty of time to take a taxi to your house, shoot your wife, scrawl the word duck on the carpet, and get back to the train station before calling you to come and pick her up. Detective Hart, you weren't even ballpark Frank's close. Well, that doesn't prove that I... mean, your deductible guess was so far off, the Hubble teleport couldn't find it. This is ridiculous. How are you so sure it's me, officer? Nobody here in Middling Fair calls Mr. Marks Monson Doc, but you didn't know that, did you? Because you haven't seen him in years. In fact, you assumed everyone still called him that. And you know what happens when you assume... Oh, I know, I know. You make an asset out of a molehill. Let's go. I tell you, Burroughs, you're making a mistake. You've got the wrong suspect. Don't worry, Miss Ash. But, uh, just in case, I'm in the phone book. Look me up when you get out. Wow. Is this what it's like for you all the time, Detective Hart? Pretty much, kid. Even the being wrong part? I mean, Mr. Marks Monson here should probably doubtless sue you for character assassination. What's that now? Okay, that'll do, Hillcrest. The case was solved. I think this annoying man-child is right. It was time to go back to the office. You, 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 what was your name again? The office, Hillcrest. Oh, it's right there on that ripped-up, torn business card on the floor. Thank you, young man. Let's go. Okay. Special thanks this episode to Bonnie Kenderdine and Craig Stepp. My goodness, look at the time. Let's wrap this up, shall we? Oh, right you are, Sir Patrick. There's just time for a quick reminder. You can support Comedy Forecast for as little as a dollar a month. Go to patreon.com slash comedy forecast. All one word with the number four. You'll not only feel great about it, you'll also get episodes before everyone else. Thank you. Comedy Forecast Patreon patrons do truly rock. As always, this is Sir Patrick Stewart. And I'm Clinton. Saying, that's, that's it. it. We're, We're done, 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 done. Bye-bye. Soldier. Yes, sir? Any word yet on the delivery of my custom order assault vehicle? The crawler? No, sir. <sighs> Maybe I should have sprung for that rush shipping. Hi, my name is Tracy Babian, co-author of the Carlson Chronicles podcast. My husband, J.A. Babian, the main author, had a triple stroke in the latter part of August of this year. Jerry was lifelighted to Tulsa, Oklahoma, with a brain bleed that the doctors thought they were going to have to do surgery on him, which surely would have killed him. Thank the Lord they didn't. He survived that brain bleed and swelling, but he is in need of so much for his recovery I have started a GoFundMe to help with all the costs that I just don't have. I retired back in April of this year so that I could take care of Jerry, as he was starting to show signs then that I just didn't catch. 
Little did I know this would be a blessing in disguise. He is fighting this setback of memory loss and 75% use of his right leg, arm, along with his cognitive speech. Considering the doctor said he would not make it, I consider him to be a miracle. Medicare has only granted 12 visits of physical and speech therapy twice a week. He needs at least six months worth of speech therapy alone. That is a total of $4,000 we need to pay up front that I just don't have. So far, we have had $775 in donations of the 10000 we need come in. Please donate today so that he can get his needed medication, therapy, and also help pay bills that Medicare just will not cover, even if it's only $5. I update this account so folks can see his progress. You can go to my Facebook account, Tracy Babian VO, to find the pinned link with the title Jerry Babian Stroke Victim Needs. Jerry says, thank you. I still have a lot to write on my stories that I want to get done. Please help me to achieve that goal. Thank you in advance for your donation. Tracy Babian